from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Welcome to this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Thanks for joining us today. And welcome to the Bone Cave as well. Um, we don't have any new bones since the last one. But well, it is. we, we we're will. In a, we're in kind of a dead time to have more bones. You know, I don't here. think so. I think uh, um, I think we need to get. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go to Alaska. Um, I'm going to go with uh, um, the gentleman that called. Um, I'm going to go out. And uh, I guess the Kings will be running out there. And uh, a couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, in about two weeks, I'm going to head up for just a five-day quick, quick in-and-out trip. What's going to happen with the musk ox? Um, the musk ox is go to YouTube. It's a good question. What do you mean? What am I going to do? Yeah, I mean, um, are oh. they going to be coming into the bone cave, or what's going to happen? Oh, well, well <laughs> actually, i got to call that guy because, you know what, um, i, I got so many things on my plate right now. I, 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 that one has got lost on the tumbler. i got to call him because everything is ready to be shipped here. Um, that will probably be a year out because it's a full body mount, and I'm going to do it on Habitat with that. Okay, art, I wondered with that you were going to do it. Yep. And so, um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my buddy a shot here in Spearfish, South Dakota, Matt Peterson. So, All right. um, and, and uh, we'll uh, um, yeah, if, but check if, out the hunt on YouTube. Yeah, go go to YouTube, Rolling Full Bones, uh, Rolling Bones Outdoors. Go to YouTube, check it out. Um, it is up. The uh, uh, Nunavut uh, adventure is alive and well. But anyway, um, I got uh, Noah Maiman here, Brad Dana, and Bleep with me. And we are going to talk. We're going to answer questions today. Uh, Noah is in studio doing that field to table overview and uh, um, uh, game care in the field. And so we kept him on for this because I thought there was a couple questions to be interesting to hear his perspective on. One of them is <laughs> um, so these are your guys' questions. This is maybe we should name this podcast our audience listeners. Listener uh, questions? Listeners questions. Yeah, wow. I think so. Yeah. That's a good one. Right? Yep. So. <laughs> And this one's under hunting. If there's a bit of advice you can give to a newbie hunter, what would it be? My grandson, 11 years old, is 11 years old and seems to be interested in hunting. And at the same time, what mistakes would you avoid? Now, I would say the mistakes I would avoid, and I want to hear all your guys' opinion on this, obviously, is I would avoid the mistakes of doing too much for them. Let them do it themselves. My youngest, I did probably too much for him. And my oldest, um, I probably let him do too much. And as he came home needing stitches, <laughs> and I told him not to tell his mother. There's a story there, Noah. Right, I got it right there. It's still sitting. I said, oh, I, said, wow. I said, you're old enough to kill a deer. You're old enough to gut your deer. Mm. And so he gutted his first deer, and my buddy Russell's like, oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. And he pulls his hand out. Noah didn't want to say nothing. It was a bloody mess. And I was like, dude, there's a lot of blood in there for an animal that's dead. And uh, um, his forehand was just a bleeding. And he just sliced it. Do you still have yeah, it? Yeah, still right there. Yeah. It's on the very so edge. Yeah, coming into my knuckle. Your heart. Wow. Yep. That's so, the thing, right? <laughs> so your point is find a happy medium between yeah, find those a happy two. Medium. So that's my advice. But let's uh, let's hear yours. So what, what, what would you say? Being a different generation. Yeah, I was about to say I'm bringing into the whole new aspect. Well, it's hard because I don't usually hunt with younger people. So 
I think the biggest aspect for new hunters, if you're getting into hunting, get the addiction. Go on a hunt that you would consider fun. If you're going to do something, ask around. Um, find out where the animals are. Because part of the hunting experience not only is – I mean, sitting in a tree stand waiting is fantastic. But that's only if you know what you're looking for. If you're just going out into a tree stand and you're going to say, okay, we're going to sit here for 15 hours and wait till something walks across, you're going to lose a kid's interest pretty quick. No, that's a good point. So make sure there's game density. Yep. Keep, keep High game density. Know where you're going. Don't go out onto some BLM and just be, oh, yeah, I've heard one time 15 years ago there was a deer here. So you'd go with somebody's experience that could take you and get you engaged in the process. Exactly like you do with me. We knew where we were going. We knew what we were doing. You let me go. You, you guided, but let me do it. Guided it, but let me do it. Right. Yep. You sure did. And uh, your first uh, – your first doe hanging in, hanging in Lindley's mom's office. office. Yeah, mom's office. And uh, you shot at 370 yards with a 223 with a twisty thing on top of its stirrup. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ranged it, <laughs> dialed it, and you shot. That was even before Brad and I were hanging together. Yeah. And wow. uh, you shot it with a Ruger M77. <laughs> your, I think your daughter killed it. Oh, yeah, that little laminated the, stock. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. No, my daughter's killed them. Her, everything she's killed is with a six Creedmoor. Oh, really? Yeah. Lucky. So, um, <laughs> so. But she used it for a while. So what would you say? What advice would you give a newbie um, hunter? Uh, for somebody taking a, a new hunter out, I would say this is not the time for you to be, if you're going to be hunting and they're going to be observing with you, this is not a time to be a trophy hunter. This is a time to be a successful hunter. Um, I would try to get them in action. I would try to get a young hunter in a high probability spot um, so that they get the excitement. Um, they need they need success sooner than later. I would say uh, have good equipment that fits them. I would say this is not a time to be uh, going to Nanavit on an Arctic hunt. Um, <laughs> no. Kids get cold easier. Um, <laughs> You know, uh, so have them prepared, have them, you know, try to get out. I've always liked uh, the youth seasons when they start early. You got nice weather. That's really fun to take little kids with. That, that's, um, you know, because, like, the youth deer season is a fun one here to take kids out with. It starts September 1st or something like that and goes into January. Well, December and January is not when you want to take a little kid out. It's too cold, you know. Noah's first hunt with me oh. was in a blind. I was going to bring that in, up. Um, in, yeah, uh, you don't want it 110 either. It was 110. Heat <laughs> stroke coming and in. He, he, threw up, he threw up around sagebrush oh. for two days and hated it. And he made me promise the next time that deer came in, would you kill it? And the same damn buck I passed twice came back in. And he's in here somewhere, too. Is a tall antelope. Huh? We shot him. You we sat did. there and watched me. And, uh, and then next year, what happened? Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, I got that with my bow. Your oh. first big game animal was not with a rifle. It was a bow, yeah. It's 12 years old with a bow. That was a fantastic hunt. I, there's a special place in my heart for archery hunting. There's a whole different aspect to it. Now, don't get me wrong. Long-range hunting, any kind of rifle hunting is fantastic. It's fun. It's enjoyable. But you throw a bow in someone's hands, and that's a real equalizer when it comes what to What was your first, first big game animal with rifle or a bow? Oh, mine was the bow. Yeah, yeah mine was too. Iowa. Mm-hmm. No rifles. My, mine was a mule deer doe. 
Mine was, was 12. Mine was, nice. a white, mine was a white-tailed doe. I was 12 or 13, and I'd hunted every day of the season. And uh, I was walking out, and a, a three deer came over, and the one who was confused at where it was, and they were all running out, and it stopped 20 yards from me. God just put it there, and I shot it. Um, I shot it with a compound bow with wooden arrows. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. I, I shot so, mine with a wooden compound bow with uh, – Aluminum called, arrows. <laughs> no, they were some sort Fiberglass. of – Fiberglass. They were called Graflex. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I were, remember those. They were kind of a – Yeah. Well, yours was with a uh, um, diamond um, uh, Bowtech. The no, Diamond Edge. Diamond Edge. Bowtech Diamond Edge. Um, those diamond customizable edge. ones where you could go from like 24 to 31 draw length. Mm-hmm. Those things were awesome. Yeah, you did. You shot that, and you were 12 years old. It was uh, yeah. so. The next one is um, I'm not. Uh, um, I thought I just, just want to add a couple of oh, things. Yeah. So, from my perspective, I think it would be number one would be patience because mm-hmm. a lot of kids when they see about hunting, they see on YouTube or television, and right. it's not like that. They see the glory of it, right? So, I'd say patience number one. And my grandfather, my dad, always taught me this when I was hunting. Uh, gun safety was huge and pheasant hunting. We were yeah. er, from an early early age. That was always important, too, was to enjoy the adventure. Because they said, you know, we're out here in, in the cornfields, you know, it's a gray right. day just before Thanksgiving yeah, in November. Embrace, embrace the adventure. Just en- enjoy the time out. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that gets missed a lot. And I think that kids should understand that. And I appreciate safety is something that we really, really <coughs> oversteer the cart on when we're hunting. Um, so uh, we should also add, Brian, that we've lumped all of our pages of shooting and ballistic questions into it. We're going to do those in oh, a yes. separate podcast. Thank you. Because we have a did. bunch of shooting and ballistic questions, and, and we're going we're gonna to do a separate podcast. We're going to Yeah, we'll do one together. just on shooting yeah. and ballistic questions. So here's a – thank you. And here's another one um, that I wanted to ask you guys. If you could hunt anywhere in the world for any species, somebody oh. asked this, what would it be and where would it be? I think that's a really good one. I was hoping you'd find that question. <laughs> um, uh, uh, bleep, let's start with you. Oh, man. It'd, well, be, my, it'd mine, be fish. Mine's going to be fishing. You Dorado, know trout, and Patagonia. Dorado, yeah, exactly. You know me too well. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to answer no, for No, I you. mean, I'm going for my trout slam anyway. So, I mean, that would be the one. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I've been watching a bunch of uh, Instagrams on that. And uh, just to be in the Patagonia oh, mountain range. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Crazy. Brad? Oh, that's tough. Um, I don't know. That's a really tough question. <laughs> Super tough. Just because you've done it all? Oh, uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> One I, of them's coming. Um, yeah. The Marco you know, Polo. Marco Polo. Now I'm that's that's really prime. really ex- I, quite frankly at this point in my life. How blessed do you feel? Do you I feel <laughs> I feel pretty special. Um, pretty lucky. <laughs> um, yeah, you know I, I really like Northern BC. Um, I, a, a lot of times when people ask, "What is the favorite thing you've ever hunted, and what would you really want?" A lot of times I'll say the Alaska Range or BC, and they said, "No, no, no. Um, what's a favorite thing?" And, and it's not. It's just being in those special places. Um, You know, northern BC, oh, my gosh. It's crazy up there. So I don't know. Sheep, at this point in my life, I'm really enjoying chasing them. I'm excited about Ibex. 
Um, I love shooting big elk, so I don't know. That's a hard. Do I have to? Do I? Do I only get one gun? Is that? I mean, do you have to no, have one just, gun? <laughs> well, you can, I don't know how to answer it, man. You can insult our listeners. It's okay. They just want to know anywhere, yeah, what species. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. No, I'm teasing you. Brad. You know, no, I don't think, archery I don't elk hunting is unbelievably stupid fun. Um, the problem is, is all these. There's so many seasons that happen. Last in day September. on Earth, you can pick any species, any weapon, and you uh, and and every day you did it would extend your day. What would you go hunting? I might archery elk hunt. There you go. Thank you. And man. I might sheep hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Stop. You gotta that. pick one, douchebag. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Uh, um, let's take out the 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 right tooth or the left tooth. Ah, I don't know. Um, Anyway. No, that, that's easy. You figure out which one's worse, and you start there. Pain, <laughs> swelling. Uh, well, which one? Which one? <laughs> let's eliminate which one. Would be worse. So now that's good. What about, about you? How about you, Noah? Do you want to go first? Do you want no, me? you go first. Okay, I've been blessed to be able to grow up in the hunting industry, so my viewing is wide. I would either do like a this is gonna be a weird one, like a Western Himalayan cashmere marker you said any animal Ooh. they oh yeah they're just oh. it's i would have to you know what oh that's, my gosh, that, does, that does come from a son that was oh, yeah, in no, the yeah. industry you said any animal anything <laughs> that would be a fantastic one or it's a flip on the other side i would love to shoot <laughs> i would that's love that's like lindley just pulling out bullets oh my god right. you know what i'm saying you don't even know what your family has uh, has uh. has consumed from a information perspective <laughs> lindley you know, no that's not right that's the 6.5 PRC and those are 143s right. and uh, you can't <laughs> so it's funny we we had a little discussion like this at the Argali dinner that night and yeah. some and we were sitting around there and I said I would really really love to shoot a Markor that oh. would be cool so that came up with me too and Susie goes what's a Markor and I showed her and she goes we should go do it and I go no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that's not gonna be a good uh, one she goes why not you should do that I mean you're young. punching out the dollar and, I, and, I, and then <laughs> and then I think one of the guys said do you know how much it costs and she goes how much and you know when it and she's like Brad, when you're you talking about buying that. a house <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> that's crazy that so, or the flip side of it I would love I would love the harvest a coastal like grizzly with a bow oh like a brown you, bow yeah brown bear you guys have been bow. out there before wow. and i've seen it in the footage but if you you see those videos of those guys up close and personal with that now obviously it's it's a whole different deal but you want to talk about a heart pounding i feel alive oh, this yeah. is going to happen experience it's a fred bear thing yep Yep. Oh, come on. His famous video on the rocks and the boulders. Yes. You're right. Yep. Oh. I've seen that. Man, yep. you're embarrassing me. Don't Let's, let's, let's not start by archery <laughs> hunting a coastal <laughs> brown bear. <laughs> now you you want to use a recurve, too? Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, here you throw it out. To give you some perspective, Noah has been to Russia. Mm -hmm. um, you have been to Canada. You oh, have hunted. To too. Uh, oh, you've God. had hunted a few countries. And, uh, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I also love that you know this as much as possible when it comes to hunting. I love the harvesting of the animal. That's a fantastic aspect. But I also love the environment. And that's something that was instilled by you, though. Th that first ever hunt when it was cold outside, you had to push through, and that belly giggle that you got when you got it, that feeling of that hardship is the reason that I really enjoy hunting. Yeah, that's great. No, that's <laughs> awesome. No, it's, yeah. That, that, there you go. That might have answered the first one, too. Push, push yeah. the little pansy asses through. Uh, <laughs> we need more of it nowadays. Suck it up, kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, you have I no. grow a uh, set. My, my, oh, my. 
You know You're not cold. You're not cold. You know though that. Being cold matter. Being cold is a state of mind, son. Change your state of mind. But dad, my fingers are falling off. I don't give a shit. We got two more ridges to go. I never said that stuff. Oh no. Nope. Not at all. No, uh, but you could do things. What to about take you? Your, take your mind off the cold too. You oh know? yeah. That's what. You like what, start yeah. a fire. No, that's. <laughs> Honestly, you know, because we've we've hunted pheasants on very cold days, and watching the dogs work. So my dad trained hunting dogs. Right. Watching the dogs work always took my mind off the cold. Yep. That was the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. You're right. Find something that uh, replaces the one issue with a better issue. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, a lot of oh, the coyotes. You got to do coyotes. coyotes. No, coyotes. seriously. Coyotes. We went from Markor oh. to coyotes. So, I, you know, that yeah. if, if I could do anything, it would be like if this is my last day on earth and they said, could you want to go kill a Markor or would you want to go kill a pickup full of coyotes? Um, the perfect day of coyote hunting where you do uh, 13 sets and on nine of them you have multiple dogs coming in. And, and you're shooting and, a lot. And, and, you're, and, and you're shooting coyotes. Yeah. Because something about predator calling, since I've been young, you know, I would run around the 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 sloughs of Iowa and all the old uh, uh, abandoned railroad beds trying to call things in. And so when I learned how to do it out here, um, it, it's uh, – it's probably it. I'd have to say that now. I did not expect that. I have to say I didn't expect that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. But now good that one. you mention it, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that would be you know for me that would be it. Uh, the two the two ancillary. Um, I've been blessed to do a lot of the sheep, and I would say sheep hunting would be my favorite of the big game adventures. Mm-hmm. And so, having said that, then a high all time. Um, uh, uh, my Argali, yeah, High Altai Argali, yeah, would be would would you, pr- would be my deal. You would, know what I'm would, it, just because of the giant horns, because the country's not no. the country's not northern BC. No, it's not the Alaska. Just because range. of the giant horns, Jesus, the giant and the travel, Appaloosa looking sheep, huh? and and the travel and the adventure yeah. and the culture getting where where is that Mongolia Mongolia? Right okay, border. thank you. Yep. Yeah, See, so because so that, that I think it. I'm going to use Mongolia. For Ibex. Right. But I'm just, you know, I'm just a, saying. That's a reasonable. I'm telling you from my perspective. No, I get that, it. That would be the high Altai would be my, would buy my thing. And then, um, and then outside of that, if I had to pick at number two, um, it would probably be uh, brown bear hunting. I, I don't necessarily need to shoot it with a bow, but if I had to do something, I would, I, I think that. The brown bear hunting is one of those things that keeps coming back to my mind over and over and over, and I would like to harvest another great big brown bear. And if I hunted four years to get a 10 plus, uh, 10 and a half to 11 footer, um, and I never shot one more bear, but that one was mm-hmm. the one I hunted for, yep. um, I, I would do that. Um, right. There's something about that part of Alaska and those bears right. that drive me crazy. Well, l- the last time I went, I was only – I, I only was interested in, in a 10-foot bear. bear, and right. it was easy to – I was willing to come back without one. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, that's a good answer, Brian. I like so, the coyotes. So here's another one. Company. Um, how did you decide w- which hunt makes it into the online hunting catalog? Well, there's three or four verticals, and Brad, you might be able to, you know, you can add to this, but what we do is species are a big one. 
locations another big one and then um and then the quality of the set experience based on our vetting process is the third one and, and i would say the outfitter Th- that's what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean th- it, that's what i mean by because the quality uh the the quality of the, the individual we vet it's the out the, the outfitter, quality of the outfitter the outfitter is really important because you can have a good hunt we have we have so, hunts that are super high quality hunts that the outfitter we would just wouldn't put but we identify yeah. species and yep. location yep. first yep. Uh, we need like right now i'll just give you an example today um i only had two calls with staff um i had other things going on some personal stuff i was taking care of and so today i only had two calls of staff and they were both about species location and outfitters <laughs> and uh um and those are the three things so it's interesting that this question be today and i'll just tell you what they were montana mule deer need more and um the other one was new mexico um elk and need more and um because what i don't want to do is you know we don't want to as a company have one line in the water and become too dependent Mm on on one um strategy and so we're always exploring multiple opportunities and we've been aggressively engaged in a vetting process of those two states new mexico and montana right now right and that vetting process is curating itself to coming to fruition and um i was involved in a couple decisions today to give the final we're going to, uh, or we're not, we're not going, going to. to. Right. And and um, uh, our our guy that does that, I, I mean, he oh boy, he's a talented young man and has a passion for hunting and guided outfitting and the outdoors. And he is uh, um, so disciplined in his approach to it. I'm I'm actually enamored more by him right now than I am the uh, um, the process because you know I've been involved in the process, but we've never had somebody as good as he is right now. And uh, um, and just open minded and he's very objective and because and he's asking questions all the time like, OK, Brian, you know, I keep getting this common theme answer and I go, OK, he goes, yeah, I don't know if I like that. We need to look at this differently. And you know. so, well, give me your perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, well, here, here's why I say that. So he's super cerebral. You know what I'm saying? And I, uh, I really appreciate that about him. And he's added a lot to our adventure catalog already. And he continues to add more. And so that was the two calls I had today. And I was uh, – um, but th- that answers that question. Yeah. Well, and I think you guys also vet a lot of the uh, partners <laughs> that we use. I was texting like, Brad today. Do you want to go here, here, and here in the next three weeks? Because we need to go hunt this shit. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. <laughs> and, and my response yeah. was, no, I'd rather do this, this, and this yeah. <laughs> first. Well, and I, I said, hey, <laughs> asshole, that's not an option right now, okay? <laughs> I just figured uh, by now you've got how many adventures in the catalog by right now? I mean, we've got we've like a thousand. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of them. And so, you know, people coming to Rolling Bones saying, I'd like to be a part of that. Well, then you kind of have to find out, you know, which ones are reputable and all the things that we talked about in that Muskox um, pre-episode before you guys went. You talked about the criteria that you use to vet outfitters in order for them to, I don't know, qualify or whatever the word is, to be in part of the adventure catalog. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And, and that's what we do. We go through a, We do go through a vetting process. And that was the first thing I asked him. I said, um, are you getting down through the entire list? He said, that's the first thing I do. And then I go back and, and he was and I've picked five of these that I would li- like to uh, that I've applied as my strategy. So here's one for me. And I just get it out of the way real quick uh, for Brian. Do you still have any of your Fred Bear field notes? The answer is yes. Oh, I remember that the, question. They're, they're broken up and moldy. 
um, but I do have the entire book. And and as anybody, uh, maybe you want to know or not know, but several, several podcasts, maybe a year ago, um, I was in a bidding war to get um, the Fred Bear Field notes on a in a mint condition. And so um, you were bidding on one. Yeah, did, you didn't get me- it. Mem- I did. Oh, you did get it. I did. I just didn't want to. L- I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, I you did. know, uh, you, you, <laughs> I, I did. I, I did. Uh, well, maybe for all those in Noah's generation, you could tell us what Fred Bear is. Tell us. Well, Fred that. Bear was really the founder of the. Uh, oh, I knew um, you would know. No, I'm not saying you <laughs> specifically. Well, okay. he was kind of the god. Well, actually, not. Um, Howard Hill was kind of the godfather of this archery genre and this, you know, because he was in Africa doing shit that nobody else was. And then Fred Bear basically commercialized the sport by um, building a factory of recurves and then compound bows. And then, then there was another guy by the name of Ben Pearson. So I would say Howard Hill, Ben Pearson. And some of you, some of you listening can go, no, there was one more. But I think Howard Hill, Ben Pearson, and Fred Bear, because I, I cut my teeth on big game hunting archery only. It's yeah. so fun. I thought that's all I'd ever do. Um, San Antonio, there's this buckhorn bar and grill. Yeah. It's a cool place. The, and and there's sister is in actually the original, the parent of it is in uh, at, at the exchange in Colorado. Oh, really? you got to go there. It's just well, dead animals everywhere. So I've been to that one I've multiple to, times. I've been to both and, of them, yeah. And they have a museum upstairs, and they have a lot of early archery yeah. stuff. And there were some names that I wasn't even familiar with. Ben Pearson, Howard Hill, Fred Bear. But Fred Bear was my jam, you know. Um, and uh, he, he, was, he was it, man. Yes, yeah. he that's but the field, the field notes was a specific, like a magazine. He no, he it was a book about three inches thick, two a and a half inches okay. thick. And what it was was it, um, it it was all his notes from all of his hunts, and it had day one, day two. He kept uh, he took copious. It was notes. journal, it's like a diary, it was his journal. 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 Yeah. Yep. it was his hunting journal. A book of his. It's not journals. a bad idea actually to keep a journal. Was, that? was he middle age or? He, was well, he, he died at eighty nine or something. He was an old old yeah. dude. And he. Yeah, but he when he wrote this book, he was probably fifty. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, for he was hunting. Oh, I just he was know. hunting way into his sixties in places that uh, six know, year old shouldn't be hunting. Y- I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, so the McKinsey Mountains, right? I remember oh, yeah. the Field Bear, the Whiskey uh, Risky River Valley. You know, um, some of these places that he spoke of, I'd be like, you know, British Columbia, Alaska, yeah. gotta you go know, there, Northwest go Territories. There. Yeah. You know, he he did a doll sheep hunt in the Northwest Territories. I was like, holy shit, you know. You can uh, you can so. YouTube him. You can watch him on YouTube if you haven't already. No. Yeah. Yeah. And you can it's watch our old YouTube film, old, at old Rolling film. Bones Outdoors YouTube. Go watch that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> uh, subscribe. <laughs> How supportive are your spouses or your love of hunting? Any tips on getting my wife more supportive? <laughs> wow. Whoops. That's a, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> hey, Noah, we'll start with you. Um, <laughs> I had you've been com- married less than I a year. I had this conversation today. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, no, seriously. Uh, my wife of less than a year has – she has never been around guns. Her family was never around guns. Her family was never really around hunting. Um, I have yet to take her out hunting, less for the fact of like, oh, I don't want to bring the wife around hunting, but more that I haven't really found a way to introduce her to it in a positive light. Because what I don't want to do is with the first question. Well, that because we asked, she runs the butcher shop, and because um, she is the boss. Our dog is named Chanel. I'm also scared that if we go out hunting, she might. Uh, your mom's a little Chanelish. Yeah. <laughs> Lindley-ish. Yep. 
We have three um, animals, and they're all designer brands. I'm scared oh, yeah. I put camo on her. She doesn't wow. ever want to hang out with me again. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm protecting myself. <laughs> so you're looking for the right opportunity? Yeah, yeah. You know what? She wants to go. She wants to do prairie dog hunting. That's not bad. She would love to go your mom loves shooting yep. prairie dogs, as long as she don't have to go pick yep. them up. That she, she said it's like a live video game, arcade game. It's like uh, <laughs> asteroids, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. So that's yeah. pretty crazy. How about you, Brad? How supportive are, uh, how supportive are your spouses of your love of hunting? Any tips of getting my wife more supportive? My wife is unfreaking believable. She's she's amazing. I, I so she has no interest. I took her when we were dating. She was fifteen, and I was seventeen, and I took her prairie dog hunting. Is that yep. legal? Yeah, it was at the time. I'm sure. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she I shot. Mean, I mean, she Dr. Shot. Brad, we, we could have <laughs> left the ages out here. Yeah, 16, she was 12. <laughs> so she shot three prairie dogs. She the cradle yep. with a shotgun. And, uh, but she she's never shot anything. Hey, look at the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's I took Lindley squirrel hunting the first. She's time. never been hunting again after that. No, she she <laughs> she hates squirrel. she hates being cold. <laughs> okay, and she she will she will never shoot anything again. She'll never shoot. <laughs> but she's supportive. But she's supportive. She doesn't particularly like eating uh, my harvest fare. Oh, but she's yeah. uh, she's phenomenal. Did she enjoy her halibut the other night? Uh yeah. She she loves fish. That was your harvest fare. Yeah. So she loves fish, and she if chicken's not too dry, but she doesn't like red meat. Mm. Just uh, nothing against red meat. She just doesn't like the taste. You know? I know a lot of people who are allergic to red meat. Yeah. So what about you, Bleep? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I'm I'm a little bit of the opposite because I run run a company and I help run another company. And my wife says I don't take enough time to go fishing, so she's pushing me out the door to do more of that. So <laughs> to go fishing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I used to do it when when we lived in Iowa, like you. Yeah. yeah. That was like. I mean, we that was, was we did the That's outdoor show did. every week. Right, mm-hmm. that was what we did, and so since moving here, it's been a little bit different. But you know what? I'm working on it. Yeah. But she's, yeah, I made she's you very an, supportive. I made you an offer the very other day. Supportive. I made you an offer the other day. Would support that? Do I need to call uh, Kathy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just maybe. Kathy? We're just because a few blocks away from a blue too, ribbon trout you stream. Might be too dumb yes, to I know. Re-engage I was in. just I, there, and I will have to help her be your undumber. I, maybe so. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, no, we did go to Sand Creek. Lindley. Long ago. What about Lindley? you? Lindley's here. No. What about mom? Mom, she's not very supportive of anything <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Uh, yeah, give me a break. Right. Oh, my God. The hardest part oh. about being married and running four companies together is being married and running four companies together. <laughs> um, yeah, she's staying that way. She's, uh, she's supportive of your endeavor. She loves your trophies. L- yeah. Lindley, is, uh, um, Lindley is a very engaged person. She doesn't know how not to take the ball and run with it. Does that make sense? And even even like that's what she does. That's who she is. And and she's all in. The day she said I do it meant I do whatever you do and whatever you want to go do. And I I, I mean we wouldn't be where we're at as a no. company without Lindley. No. Um. She knows more about hunting. More. Is, she is the. Uh, yeah. I mean. So you know, for me, it's 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 hard to even answer that question because. Uh, I don't know how you could get somebody more supportive. Lindley knows more about guns, ballistics, um, ammo. She can spew anything at any time. 
She knows every vendor relationship we have from a company's perspective. She knows the ins and outs of this like nobody's business. L- like she's got her own Badlands rifle. She does have her own first rifle, and, and she, she did say she wanted to go kill something. And she's excited to. And and some of that is just because she's so in. Because I don't know how badly she wants to go shoot a deer. No, she doesn't. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick story. We were coming down off the mountain the other day, down on that hill, uh-huh. and we saw three. Um, she was ahead of me about uh, I don't know, quarter mile, half mile. And she said, "There's three bucks up here." And then she calls me. I go, "Hey, what's up?" She goes, "There's three bucks up here on the right hand side. The one, two of them are just basket rats. The one's out past its ears, got good mass, and its brow tines are pretty uh, tall already. Ooh, good for her." And and uh, and she goes, and and he's forked twice. You might want to take a look at him. And uh, so um, he's on the right-hand side. <laughs> and so I said, this this true true story. So, uh, so these are the exact words. Um, so I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be there in a second. And so I looked at it, and I'm on the phone. She goes, what do you think? I said, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I said, uh, um, I said, she goes, yeah, I don't know, though. Brian, I don't know how I could shoot one of those three. They're so beautiful. I said, I appreciate that, Lindley. What if that great big buck turns into something that's seven years old because he's an old deer i said and what if he was just dogging one of that does that had that little baby in your front yard last year and wearing it out trying to breed it she goes i could shoot it (laughs) (laughs) so so that changed her perspective so but but my tip would be my tip would be this um marry right (laughs) oh boy um which i feel like i married right um but you know uh yeah lindley is i don't know she the thing that's coolest about her is that she does love our mounts our trophies as much as we do yeah she's i mean she would be like hey we need to make sure nobody's touching those um that one needs to be put over here this one needs to be put over here we need to have those sprayed we need to make sure and she names them all and uh you know um uh so you know i would say my tip would be uh to engage them even if they don't want to go kill and the other thing was this has never been a macho man thing for myself this has never been a drinking strip club weekend away from the girls right right to go said hunting trip that was a guy's obnoxious poker and maybe i got a deer but i lost a bunch of money and uh went to the gentleman's club that's never been i never and yep. maybe that's because right. we had a processing company and guys wouldn't pick up their deer, but they'd come up and spend 500 bucks on ribeyes, booze, and, and uh, strippers. And then they would say, you're charging me 35 bucks to process my deer? Oh, jeez. And I'd be like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, um, I, yeah. I would say yeah. don't be that guy yeah. and show your wife that you love it for the adventure. Yeah. She's never said no. Well, you know, always you're going to have different interests. It's just yeah. um, you're very rarely going to find a relationship where you both agree on the same thing. But support whatever interest she would have. That might be some hobby or something else. Then in reciprocating fashion, like you said, Brian, you're responsible with your time when you're away. You're you're there to enjoy the adventure, to understand yeah. what you're doing. You know, you're and, not there. And I involve her in it. She's my support system. Yeah. There's been many times I didn't want to go up the mountain. Yeah. And I went yeah. over on the sat phone and said, you know what? I think I might right. come home a couple of days early. And she goes, yeah. suck it up, buttercup. What would you say to your boys right now? I'd be there shut up, Lindley. <laughs> Don't, I'm calling you till tomorrow. <laughs> I will say it's a give and take because every time that he went up into the hills, we got a new pet. 
Oh, oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> we had we had ferret. we had cats, we had ferrets, rats, we had rats, mice, mice, gerbils. That was guinea pigs, my giant mother turtles. My mother loves Tur- animals, and that was her. That was her. We have a damn African water frog that's 19 years frog, old. Frog, that's what it is. Oh, yeah. Are you serious? Did you not? He's not, in the same not, spot, Lindley, same tank he's been for Whoa. the past. 18 Lindley years. can keep shit alive longer. Than it. When we see our vet, I just call him Doc. Right? I say, yeah. "Hey, Doc," and and. <laughs> and he gives Lindley a hug, and he always says, you have the oldest animals in Spearfish, Lindley. Not a question. <laughs> um, and she never misses – the kids like never it. missed the dental visit with Dr. Brad, and the pets had never missed a damn – Our, last two, animals, <laughs> our last two animals that we brought to the vet, the vet's words quoted, I don't know how this thing's still alive, honestly, at this point. This is insane. We wow. had a lab and a ferret. Ferret had cancer. Should have it had tumor. Giant. Oh my word! The lab. It was. Whoa, the ferret 16. was eleven years old. And the lab was seventeen and a half. Almost oh my 18 word! Years if old. anyone knows, me. no, yeah, ferrets the, lived to four years. And the frog was how old? Nineteen. It's 19. still alive. Oh, still alive. And by the way, by the way, it just got moved to its new home today, and it was the was only it in a storage thing I, shed. No. <laughs> oh, don't you? You want to get killed? Kill you you want to get killed, Brad Dana? <laughs> yeah. You, you know go. what she would say too? She'd be like, Bradley, you go into the storage shed. Bradley Dana. Bradley Dana. There you are. I'm the done house. with you. <laughs> uh, uh, that's hilarious. No, that. you know what? And I would say one more thing about supportive. Um, we did. Uh, my wife enjoys. Um, my wife enjoys design, and she enjoys culture. And so you know what? I've never said no to. She's never said no to hunting, and I've never said no to going to. That's what I mean. Bingo. Yep. You know, I've never said no. Yeah. Let's spend three days at the Fashion Square Mall, walking around. You know what I'm saying? Now, do I enjoy that? <laughs> That's questionable. <laughs> okay. But you know what? I've learned to enjoy it because I see how much enthusiasm. Because of her. In, and I'll give you another example. I hate the shot show. I hate it with a passion. It's honestly like getting hit in the knees with ball-peen hammers for me. That's not exactly how you usually describe <laughs> it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for that part, we are on the family oriented. Exactly. <laughs> PG. So, uh. <laughs> shut up, Nolan, Brad. I'm not having you two on at the same time again. So, anyway, she, this last year, uh, Brad sent her with a list of rifle manufacturing stuff we came back with a jeff sipe um and then we went and she she thoroughly enjoys the process of developing those relationships and looking at all the products she's way better at it than we are too oh my god we should have started taking her like 20 years ago and the other thing is she knows nobody noah just held up his buck knife she goes, what kind of knife company you want? I said, I want Buck. I want Buck. You know, it's like, like the Buck 110. Your dad got me. I told Lindley, it was my father-in-law. Right, yeah, I remember. Got me a Buck 110. I still use a Buck 110 today. So she goes down to the Buck booth. And walks, goes, walks right up to Chuck, doesn't she? Yeah, CJ Buck, Chuck Buck. He's the, the president, yeah. the founder's son. She walks up and goes, we own a company. It's named Rolling Bones Outdoors. We have an agency model, and uh, we would like to have you in our stores and online. And how do I get become a dealer? And she just marches right in there. And the gal starts telling him, the guy starts telling him and stuff. And she goes, well, now you'll be my rep, right? <laughs> oh, boy. And the, and, and the guy, oh, the, like guy the, the guy next to him starts laughing, goes, probably not. That'll probably be me. <laughs> and she goes, and, and, and God bless her. She, did, she goes, well, 
because she doesn't know who's who yeah. in this right, industry. Right, yeah. She's very unbecoming. I'm just here to support my company. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Um, and, and I got a job to do. And the guy goes, and she goes, she, the, by their laugh and exchange, Lindley goes, um, so I'm presuming you're somebody famous or maybe like the owner of the company or the celebrity <laughs> that endorses the company. And he goes, yeah, yeah I'm the yeah. president and CEO yeah. of the company. I'm, I'm here doing a knife signing. Um, she goes, oh, wonderful. I'll go get my husband and my, his buddy Brad. They own the company. and We'll be right back down. Um, <laughs> and uh, anyway, um, you know, that's Started Lindley. from there. So she just loves that. Yeah, so that's yeah. awesome. I wouldn't say involve them yeah. and then support them in what they yeah, like. I do. Yeah. It always cracks me up. She'll, she'll send a picture. Oh, one of our clients. Look at the rifle that he was using. What do you think? Is he shooting the 143s or 147s? I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Wow. Okay, so uh, last question, and then we'll wrap this up. I actually, may, I mean, we, we don't have to be the last one. Maybe two quick um, ones. So, but uh, um, uh, uh, of all the trophies in the Bone Cave, which one brings you the fondest memories? Which one was the toughest kill? So, Noah, you have animals in the bone cave. I do. Brad, you do. Bleep, um, you don't, but which one's the fondest memory you have because you edited all our shit. So we'll start with you. Um, you know what? When we had the bears in here, that had to be that. Yeah. I love that. Because you did both, all three I episodes. Did. I sure did. I love those. Uh, those. Honestly, I told Kathy this, too, because uh, at the time we had an editing suite that was built in uh, in our lower level of our home at that time. And I would spend my weekends down there editing. And I said, I would walk out of that editing suite thinking I'd just been to Alaska. It was the coolest feeling ever. I said, this is great. Yeah, those. Oh, I love that. Really, really neat footage on those. Yeah, those those, those, those mounts are something special. Yeah, oh, they really are. They're, they really are. Yeah, when we were moving those, I mean, the, the amount of, of attention that drew from people oh just walking God. down the sidewalk. Yeah, oh. people stop. Can I get my picture with those? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. That's why they're here. Um, and you know what? That's actually one of the, uh, to that point, the coolest thing about having a bone cave and having people stop, because we want you to stop. Stop into our store. Stop into our adventure hub. Stop into one, any one of our adventure hubs. But we, we like to share it. You know, some people will never get to those places, but they'd like to see it. They'd like yeah. to witness it. I think, right. that, I think that that's the thing that's went away about uh, that Cabela's and Bass Pro do such a great job of is all the, the, the mounts and the attention to the detail that they put into um, that, you know, the Cabela's especially. Um, the big mountain they always had as a centerpiece when you came into their mega stores. So mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. What about you, Brad? Oh, mounts in the bone cave. Um, you know, I have a doll sheep here that was pretty crazy, amazing. Hunt. I'm actually going to put that new in here this next week. Um, that was uh, shot that on the 17th day of a 17 day hunt. That was that was cool. Um, Your black hills elk was cool. <laughs> the elk was cool. Um, the hardest one Hashtag that's 393. That's okay, mounted in here. 14,000 pounds. That thing was oh, that was giant, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even he was not to, steer, not to steer it on it, but that was an 1100 pound elk. Oh wow! Eleven. Was, yep. How many elk have you processed in three years? What? Oh, three hundred a year, a yeah. thousand. Yeah, probably a thousand elk. Oh my! Thousand elk. Have you had one close to that? No, size? not at all. Not at all. That's crazy. It was one of the biggest Shaquille body elk ever. Wow. I mean, just genetic crazy. Gen you're talking genetic. about a five and a half, literally five and a half foot um, backstrap. Oh no! Mm -hmm. No way. Yeah, that that was that was that was a special special memory. That was memory. your memorable one for me. Yeah, I like. But that my one. my hardest one that's here is the mountain goat because I cramped up so bad. I I 
my both my legs were locked up. Because your buddy helped you and it had a sentimental. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a that was an amazing that was a horseback hunt. Did you piggyback? And I love No, but I did push him a couple. I times. love a horseback hunt in September. How can you go wrong with yeah. that? August, it September was. type thing. It's it's really something that people Well, and that was one of the rankest, I mean, from from a steep perspective. Mountain goats live like sheep live in nasty yeah. then mountain goats take it to the nastiest of the nasty. Yeah. It's the nasty, nasty. It really is. I mean, you can't get more craggy, more no. junky, more. You know, our pitchers, you know, more articulate. When we got up on top there, we got pitchers, and you can see forever those yeah. rocky crags. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've got a lot of. I don't know. I got so many good those memories. Are those hogs back because I think I've seen that video where it's yeah, like death yeah. on one side <laughs> and then shale on the I other. I would say more like <laughs> a uh, like a uh, shark's tooth. <laughs> Just jagged because <laughs> it was it was that where we came off that point. It was a jagged edge. And actually, uh, Aaron said, "Hey, if you guys had to go back around, go back around." Um, we'll get down to these, but to go back around, we'd have to come. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. We just said knowledge. Yeah, it wasn't. Net, you didn't need ropes, but it was a bear cat. Just technical. Yeah, four wheel so drive. It was four wheel yeah, drive low. Four wheel <laughs> drive. So you're in four wheel. Lock drive. the hubs in, man. Lock yeah. the hubs in. It's like, it's like the prick on steroids. Just about so. to say. Yeah. How about you, Noah? That one right there. That stone sheep hunt was one of the most memorable snow sheep. Snow, snow sheep. sheep. Sorry, stone snow sheep hunts. Was one of the most memorable hunts I'll ever have. It was it experienced the travel, the environment, the actual the 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 helicopter three and a half hours in flies away, and it it's you it's you in the land and that's about <laughs> it. That's they throw it. Imagine being a I was twenty at the time. I was not even twenty one. I was twenty at the time, and of course you can drink there. So I thought I was drinking legal beers, thinking I was all cool, and we jumped off this Vietnam style helicopter. And they threw me a tent and said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they just pointed at the ground, and that's, that was it. That was the next 21 days was just me sitting there. Duh. <laughs> Afterwards, that's, that was the thing where hunting for me, it was a, you're never done until you're back in camp asleep. Well, your picture. We you, you're going to have to tell me the details on it. Was it 16 miles? 20? Yeah, probably 20. I don't know what um, – but the two things I remember about that is you and Tracy Valdez were at, like, two little kids – Oh. Tracy Valdez had blisters on from an one side yeah. of his damn feet to another, and he was up on that mountain helping me get the sheep the last week. Mm-hmm. And you and him were like two little kids, and it was raining, snowing, and just miserable typhoon shit for twenty days. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, it it was it was it was awful. Yeah. And I was sitting there watching you two laugh, and like a couple little kids, and I was like, and just Jack, I was like, are you kidding me? And then we spent the whole night on the mountain, and then the next whole day getting it out. And it was, uh, yeah, we were way back. Yeah. And th- you know, it was part of the experience. But yeah, that was that was a fantastic hunt. Well, your picture that you have the canvas, you two, and you you got the big old walking staff, and you're about ready. Your eyes tell it all. Like, mm. wow. Yeah. Noah Noah was a hero on that hunt, man. I was. He, he was it, amazing. That, it was. I I tell him every time. And he I didn't get in good shape on that. Thank God you were. Um, but I by the end my legs were good. <laughs> I tell him every hunt he goes on is the ox hunt. It's the argali that's coming up. Any of these, I was like, at any point I'll pay my way. If you just want to like have a pack mule, I'll just go. I love that. I love getting chewed up and spit out by the territory uh, when it comes wow. to hunting. I love it. Wow. Yeah, you can take this over one day then. <laughs> I, I enjoy it too, but I don't know if I love it as much as you. No. Uh, I would say I would say my I would probably have to echo Noah just 
simply because um, I, I you threw me for a wrench. No, I thought you were going to say your your big mule deer or something like that. Um, but I would have those to are say, memorable. Don't get me wrong, but that one was an experience. That I, one, you, yeah. I would say my snow sheep mm-hmm. and my mountain goat were the two that um, and and then right behind that would be my brown bear. Yep. Because my brown bear was down. I mean, I was ready to kill a giant brown bear that was had nappy hair, and everybody talked me out of it. And I was like, "Damn, man!" And then we killed that brown bear first. The yeah, first the last day because the last day we killed the black bear, got it all done, and then they came and got us. And so um, I would say, uh, but my snow sheep um, was one of those hunts that uh, that, that tested me. And um, yeah. Th- You've had a lot of fantastic hunts. I'm, I'm thinking as your son, just looking through, and I'm like <laughs> living vicariously that, through <laughs> you, right, Exactly. I'm like, I mean, yeah. that that uh, dad, don't forget that about four this. day hunt that you had with that antelope. That was an absolute ghost that you had out there, and then you finally put the smackdown on. That was a fantastic hunt. Looking at through, that wasn't even th- my antelope. That was his. <laughs> was it? Nice. Yeah. Good job. He no. killed that sucker. Uh, I came home every night at dark looking for him for an antelope because he drew the tag. Oh, yeah. And then the, and then I finally drew the tag. And you know what I had to do that mm. year? You had to go back go and get watch, him. Go I watch your go son watch play, play baseball, baseball in Bismarck. <laughs> because I'd been gone. I'd been uh, gone all over uh, already for 32 days. I'd been out of town. And I got home. And the next day is antelope season. I'm like, Lindley. And she goes, you can do whatever you want, Brian. I've never told you no to go, to go hunting. But tomorrow – I'm going to have myself in a car going up to see our oldest son play college baseball. You do what you want to do. That's the comp. Yeah. So I was like, no, yeah, <laughs> I'm going. And, and you know what? Shoot it. But, but you know what? I just didn't get, but to go back, um, yep. the snow sheep hunt that tested me. Um, I should have gotten better shape for that. Um, and the guys we were with, I had a hell of a time. It was awesome. Um, and uh, then I got in amazing shape. Um, for me, and then um, the last mountain hunts have been better, and then the mountain hunt I enjoyed the most that was the physically demanding out of that was my the one he cramped up on. Um, I was prepared. I'd already been up there. I killed my stone sheep, and that that goat has a lot of special because I, I, I charged up that mountain, and I hauled the whole thing off the mountain. Quick question for you two. I just got to ask, and it's a weird one, but what do you think is more important when you get into some of those more dangerous hunts? Because at any point, if you're in the Alaskan range, Yukon, if you're in Russia, you, you have an option to die. Is it more physical? Like, I mean, physical aspects, huge, but mental, physical, which one would you say? If you had to pick one, two. Mental. Mental? But your mental uh, capabilities are usually um, altered by your physical That's uh, what I'm ability. saying, right? Because if you're in better shape – you're, you're the enjoying it's a lot easier. The, it, you got to embrace the suck. Tanner yep. said that. Embrace the suck. <laughs> embrace the suck. You got to embrace the suck no matter what, okay? Mm-hmm. But the suck doesn't have to take the joy out unless you're so miserably out of shape and you didn't prepare for it. Then, then, then you're playing mental gymnastics that you know you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know it could be more enjoyable if you would have gotten better shape, and it just pisses you off. And so for me – um, I would say it's it's 99% mental, but that 1% physical, if you can control that, it's going to bring a lot more joy. You know, like right now, I've taken a week off of working out, but my legs are ready to go to fan and sheep hunting. I, I could go. I probably gained 10 pounds this last week because of my lifestyle. I've just been eating everywhere and whatever I want, but I'm not afraid right now. I'm ready to go. 
Yeah. Well, it depends on the point in your life. Um, you know, I'm used, I, I grew up hunting in the mountains. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was used to trying not to get lost cause we didn't have GPSs back then. Um, you know, I, I, you know, lived with a compass in my pocket always. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at 55 and you know, I mean, it's eight o'clock and we've been going for 13 hours already today, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Physical, the physical aspect is the hardest at this point in my life. Yeah. Yep. I, I would say, um, mental, you know, I mean, Mike was my, my best friend in high school, Mike, he, he spent, you know, he's 12 when he sp- got lost and spent the first night that he ever had to spend shivering mm-hmm. during deer season, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, there's m- the mental aspect, um, Right now, it's definitely physical for me. Physical. All right. So here's the deal. I appreciate that. And and, um, I I didn't mean to end that conversation by saying here's the deal. No. Uh, I I think you're right. The other thing I want to just add to that real quick because my brain went somewhere else is that you're 58 and I'm 53 right now. (laughs) And so, um, (laughs) no, really, it's not that big a deal. No, I'm teasing. Um, You're 55 and I'm 53, going to be 54 in a few short months. So we're 18 months apart age what i've noticed the last 24 months for me mm-hmm. is that um my physical i don't have the agility that i once did i used to be able to jump out of a pickup back a box like no problem yeah i gotta think twice before i do that now and then i gotta step out not jump out does that make sense mm-hmm. and that dexterity in your hands and in your feet and just the overall um you know i guess uh um physical ability changes and you can't beat age and we're at that point now where i laugh walking down a steep mountain with a pack on you feel your knees you can feel the rubber bands in your knees yeah Mm -hmm. being tight and i worry about them yeah and now so now there's a very conscious you know awareness the fact that the things could break down so you got to slow down and not stress them as much so so i just wanted to add that because you're right hey real quick um here's what we're going to do guys we did horrible getting through our questions <laughs> no 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 no. we're gonna have no. to go faster next time we do this because we got three pages yeah. left. right no but here's what i did brad it's actually it's funny you would say that so i don't know because you have them in front of you i have them in front of me what i tried to do today is what because once we got started i was like let's just do the hunting ones does that make sense and then because then what we're going to do is we're going to do one on shooting and ballistics because we have a lot of those Mm -hmm. okay and then we're going to do one on archery and we'll bring noah back in because his first animal was with a bow and so we'll bring him back in with that and he loves to shoot and um your favorite part of owning the pro shop uh with your god i love that oh that archery range was fantastic yeah we would have never we would have never it was awesome it was we would have never owned the butcher shop if you had been out of college and we would have got paid for nothing because i shot probably like 800 (laughs) arrows a day that was awesome yeah Yeah. in in our in our next bone cave let's have let's get our archery. oh my god you too that would be fun (laughs) shut up right yeah your mom (laughs) just for us you know what no 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 i mean it's gonna be a private archery I didn't oh, mean that. Yeah, no, oh, not a public oh, one. No. Let's just make enough money so we can have a, a, a Brad and Noah range. <laughs> you could oh, you shot um, in there every day. You shot. Well, it was in a there. good stress reliever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you put a target so, at the end of the door. So here's what we're gonna through. do. <laughs> <laughs> we we have so if if you were a listener that had one of these questions, first and foremost, thank you. And if you have one Absolutely. now, yep. send us another one at hello at rbohome.com. Correct. Hello at rbohome.com. 
They go right to bleep, okay? If you have another question, go to info at rbohome.com. Um, I, and I don't mean to make it difficult, but bleep uh, um, fields all the, uh, all the stuff from our marketing um, uh, verticals, okay? So real quick, if you're a listener and we didn't answer your question, we have it. If you have a question that you haven't asked, make sure you do. Hello at rbohome.com. And please put on there podcast question or something about hunt the world okay the ballistics and shooting one we are going to do in the future so if you have it one that you go oh i didn't ask this then ask it and we'll add it to this list if you have a gear one we'll do one just on gear because i got six gear questions here and um i know those are going to be super um uh we those will be lengthy answers and we'll try to give you perspective of why we choose that gear. And then we'll do an archery one, too, because we don't give archery enough attention. Um, and it's not that we don't love it. We absolutely adore it. It's, it's how I started. Um, I, I actually was a staff shooter for uh, um, XI, for those of you that remember that, and then uh, Martin Archery. And so I, my wife and I used to chase the IBO shooting. And that's one thing Lindley loves. Uh, is the shooting um, uh, and I can't wait to get this new rifle down to the range with her because it'll be fun but anyway um, we'll, we'll do them we'll answer them all yep. thank we you sure for will. listening we appreciate it so much head on over to rollingbones.com check out our membership we'd love to have you we are an applications and adventure company with a resource for all your gear for your next adventure if you're heading on a hunt and you want to us to review your gear list, give us a call, 605-644-8000, 605-644-8000, and say, hey, I'd like to talk to somebody about the hunt. I'm doing a DIY hunt. I would like to have a gear consultation. One of us will pick up the phone, give you a shout back, and we will help you. No charge. We'd like to show you what our membership does for all the DIY guys, too, because we can help you with all of that. No questions asked. We are an inclusive company and want to bring you along and is a part of what we're doing. Brad and I do a lot of public land hunting. Uh, Noah's been weaned on public land hunting. Um, it's, it's funny because we book so many hunts and do applications and we direct to outfitters. But what you don't hear and don't see is that we know DIY as well as we know all the other stuff. And, uh, um, and we've all done a ton of it and do a ton every year. Absolutely. So um, we appreciate uh, all you public land hunters and don't want to forget about you. Don't think for one second we have it. So head on over to rollingbones.com. Check us out. Any other questions you have, info at rvohome.com or hello at rvohome.com, whichever one. But especially with podcasts, go to hello at rvohome.com. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting.